feel like your happiness could use a boost? Is it hard to get through each week without using all your stamina? And most days, do you feel like you're just going through the motions and surviving? Or do you wonder if there are simple steps that would improve your mood a little more each day? If you felt any of these things, you're going to enjoy this episode. Today, we'll discuss Sean Acor's book, The Happiness Advantage, and his simple happiness hygiene steps that are proven to increase your happiness. I read this book years ago, and I still think about it and use his steps regularly for myself and for my clients. They definitely work, and best yet, they only require a few minutes of your day. So stay tuned to find out what they are. I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome back, my friends, to episode 20, Happiness Hygiene. Learn how to increase happiness with simple researched steps. So that's what we're going to go over today. As always, I'm very excited to share these things with you. And I'm not sure if you know of Sean Acor or if you've heard of him and anything else, but he wrote the book, The Happiness Advantage, as well as several more. And this is one that he wrote a while ago. But these concepts still stick with me, and when something sticks like that, I know that it's important to teach other people because these things are transformational, and they've withstood the test of time. So I'm going to share those concepts with you today. We have all experienced discouragement and setbacks, and we understand what it feels like to have life go in a direction we didn't anticipate. So there are these times when we've all thought things would be easier, like being happy, for example. So what do you do when your happiness is compromised? How do you manage those setbacks and climb up that ladder back to joy and fulfillment? I want to share a few famous examples of other people failing and some maybe not so famous ones that I think you're really going to appreciate because they remind us that we all have setbacks and and we're not alone and we can do some key things to help us stay strong and resilient so that we can move back into happiness. Did you know that Henry Ford went bankrupt before starting Ford Motor Company? And as a matter of fact, I think Dave Ramsey did a couple times as well, if I'm remembering right. J.K. Rowling received 12 rejections before Harry Potter was published. Thomas Edison and his team tested thousands of materials before creating the carbon filament light bulb. I think that's the current one, but I'm not really sure. Michael Jordan missed more than 9,000 shots in his career and lost 300 games. Steve Jobs was fired from Apple. 
the company he began and later came back to be the CEO of Apple. I actually did not know that. And Steve Jobs said, I didn't see it then, but it turned out that getting fired from Apple was the best thing that could ever have happened to me. Albert Einstein was known as a genius, but he couldn't speak well until he was nine years old. And he was later expelled from school and refused admittance at others. But then he went on to win the Nobel Prize in Physics. So there's a quote from this book that shares some other examples as well that I want to share. And again, the name of the book is The Happiness Advantage. And this is what he said. We've all heard the usual examples. Michael Jordan cut from his high school basketball team. Walt Disney fired by a newspaper editor for not being creative enough. The Beatles turned away by a record executive who told them that guitar groups are on their way out. Very funny, by the way. In fact, many of their winning mantras especially describe the notion of falling up. I've mentioned falling forward, but this is that same concept. I've failed over and over again in my life, Jordan once said, and that is why I succeed. Robert F. Kennedy said much the same. Only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. And Thomas Edison, too, once claimed that he had failed his way to success. I think that, and that's the end of the quote. I think that's really interesting. Basically the same things that I said. All of these leaders, these famous people, they became great because they were willing to do what it took to be more resilient and to find greater happiness, joy, and fulfillment. And on a personal example, for me, as humiliating as this is, I graduated from high school with something like a 2.4 GPA. actually threw all of that information away because I didn't want to remember it, but maybe I should have kept it. I didn't even get accepted into a college that had a 97% acceptance rate. So a family friend called and got me in on this pity plea, and my continuing attendance to that university was contingent on me getting good grades. But then I did end up graduating from college in the top 10% of my class without even consciously trying to. I just loved learning so much, which was such an incredible difference from who I thought I was when I left high school. Maybe you can relate to some of these stories. Maybe your life was at a crossroad where you felt like you were just going downhill and there was lots of failures and it just wasn't what you expected. And somehow... In some way, you found a way through it. You found a way to be resilient. You found a way to get your happiness back. And I encourage you to examine what that might have been. What was it that helped you climb back up that ladder and find greater fulfillment again? I want to share some quotes from this book because, like I said, it was amazing and you should go check it out. I will have the link in the show notes. But Sean Acor said this, If you can raise somebody's level of positivity in the present, then their brain experiences what we now call a happiness advantage in which your brain at positive performs significantly better than at negative, neutral, or stressed. And listen to this. These are the benefits. Your intelligence rises. Your creativity rises. Your energy levels rise. Your brain at positive is 31% more productive than your brain at negative, neutral, or stressed. Or stressed. We found that there are ways that you can train your brain to become more positive. 
in just a two-minute span of time done for 21 days in a row, you can actually rewire your brain, allowing your brain to actually work more optimistically and more successfully. At the end of the episode, I'm going to share exactly what those steps are, and I'm even going to give you a free worksheet on fulfillmenttherapy.org under the free tab, and it's labeled happiness hygiene. You should check that out, and that will help you track for 21 days this exact thing that he was talking about. So if you want your intelligence to rise, your creativity to rise, your energy levels to rise, and if you want your brain to be 31% more productive than what it is when you're negative, neutral, or stressed, then you'll want to check out this resource and go to work by acting on these super simple things. Sean also said, habits are like financial capital. Forming one today is an investment that will automatically give out returns for years to come. What investment are we making for our happiness, for our brains, for our future? I like what he says here. What kind of returns are we going to get for the actions that we're doing right now? And not just us. What kind of returns will our family get? Our loved ones, our spouse, whoever that might be. I think Sean Acor and I are cut from the same cloth because he says a lot of similar things in his book that I talk about quite a bit. He said, each one of us is like that butterfly in the butterfly effect. Each tiny move toward a more positive mindset can send ripples of positivity through our organizations, our families, and our communities. Ripples are one of those things that I talk about a lot. And I don't know if I've mentioned butterfly effect, but I love that concept as well. But basically, the butterfly effect is that a small event can potentially majorly influence events in the future. And that's how it's similar to the ripple effect, where one small ripple can turn into a chain reaction of many ripples. Basically, very small actions can create very big results and consequences for good or ill. My son walked in this morning as I was doing this podcast research, and he said, what is the butterfly effect? And I explained this concept to him. And all morning, he's been making jokes about how the things that he does are going to create big, amazing consequences. And most of them are very silly, but I thought it was cute. Well, mostly cute until he started talking about gas and things like that, which is the typical tween humor. And it kind of digressed from there, but it was still pretty entertaining and (laughs) it was still pretty humorous. You know how I mentioned before that what we consume really affects our mindset. Like if we are consuming a lot of negative news, a lot of negative music, podcasts, whatever that might be, then that affects how we view the world. Well, Sean said this about that. Constantly scanning the world for the negative comes with a great cost. It undercuts our creativity, raises our stress levels, and lowers our motivation and ability to accomplish goals. So that goes right along with things that I've said before. He also said, without action, knowledge is often meaningless. And as Aristotle put it, to be excellent, we cannot simply think or feel excellent. We must act excellently. When I read that, I thought about that for a while. Like, well, how do we act excellently? How can we become more excellent? Well, those steps that I'm going to share at the end will definitely help you in that realm. And many of the things that we've already talked about are things that will help us become more excellent so that we can have that happiness. 
This next part reminds me a lot of this quote I've shared many times. This quote by Tony Robbins really sums up everything that I do and why. I'm going to read it again for you, even though I've read it in past episodes. He said, I will tell you right now, there's one word that will give you happiness. One. You'll remember it as long as you live. Progress. Progress equals happiness. Achieving goals does not equal happiness. So if you're asking yourself, what is my purpose? What you're really asking for is progress, a true sense of fulfillment. And fulfillment isn't a luxury or leisure activity. It's a necessity. Everything I teach in this podcast is about how fulfillment is going to lead you to greater happiness. And it is not just a fun little thing on the side. It's a necessity towards joy and happiness. So what we are all trying to accomplish here is just progress. And going back to what I was saying a minute ago, Sean said, for me, happiness is the joy we feel striving after our potential. Very similar to what was just said by Tony Robbins. I'm going to share just three more little quotes that Sean said, and then I'm going to share those key steps. This first one is talking about a study for American teenagers, but really we could apply this to ourselves just as easily. He said, studies have found that American teenagers are two and a half times more likely to experience elevated enjoyment when engaged in a hobby than when watching TV and three times more likely when playing a sport. And yet here's the paradox. These same teenagers spend four times as many hours watching TV as they do engaging in sports or hobbies. Okay, yes, that's teens here. And I'm thinking of my own teens or tweens. And we don't watch a lot of TV in my house. But schools keep giving our kids technology and they end up being on it. And we don't yet know how to set it up so that we can use these things in moderation. Just like me and my candy crush fiasco. Like, I just got it on to be mindless for a little bit, and then it started controlling me instead of it being a fun little outlet. It became somewhat of an addiction so that I was tuning out my family and tuning out the things that mattered most instead of it just being this thing that I did for a couple minutes a day. And that same thing goes for my kids. Now, it's not TV for my kids. It's usually just their laptops or phones Just my older daughter has a phone, but I regret the day I ever got it. And it was just supposed to be for babysitting purposes and things like that. And she doesn't even have the internet on it or social media or anything like that. And yet it's still such a time suck for her. (laughs) Then he goes on to say, What we spend our time and mental energy focusing on can indeed become our reality. So my friends, what is your reality and why? Have you been intentional about that? How are you spending your time? Is it positive? Is it negative? Are you spending your times in ways that build that happiness or the happiness of your family or your neighbors or your friends? And then a last quote by him, he says, perhaps the most accurate term for happiness then is one Aristotle used, eudaimonia, which translates not directly to happiness, but to human flourishing. This definition really resonates with me because it acknowledges that happiness is not all about yellow smiley faces and rainbows. For me, happiness is the joy we feel 
striving after our potential. So I just read that previous quote, that striving after our potential that he had said, but that first part of it, I really enjoyed. He's not the only one that talks about this. There's another person I follow named Brian Johnson that talks a lot about this too, and I really love his stuff as well. You should check him out. He's got an app and he's got a podcast, I believe. Anyway, he's great. Check him out. But again, Sean Acor, Tony Robbins, Brian Johnson, me, all these people that focus on happiness and on positive psychology share how happiness really comes when we are reaching for our potential and when we are progressing because that's what helps us flourish and that's what brings fulfillment. So after all of that, are you ready for the steps? I'm sure you are. You're probably like, get on with it already. Well, don't you worry. I'm going to give it to you right now. So on this worksheet that I have, there are one, two, three, four, five. There are five things that he wants you to do each day, and they're very short, to create more happiness in your life. He compares it to like brushing your teeth. Like there's all these things that we do to practice better hygiene, and happiness above all should be part of our hygiene, and yet we do very little to practice happiness hygiene in our life, and I love that concept. And it just seems like a no-brainer to me as well when he put it that way. Sean Acor went to Harvard, and, and in his book, he talks a lot about the research behind each one of these things, and he studied really successful people, and he found that they were doing a lot of these things, and different studies back it up that these really do bring happiness. So number one, bring gratitude to mind. Write down three new things that you are grateful for each day. Number two, journal. Journal about a positive experience that you've had recently for two minutes once a day. So for me, I often combine those. Like I have a little gratitude journal and I do that. I, it is really no more than two minutes a day because I think I have five tiny lines of a five-year journal and I make it just my gratitude journal. So I'm doing both of those things, especially in, the, in relation to the day. So they're not just repeating the same things over and over. Number three, exercise. Engage in 15 minutes of mindful cardio activity. Maybe you don't love working out at the gym. This can just be taking your dog on a walk. This can be walking around the neighborhood a couple times with your kids when they're on their bikes or whatever this is. Anything that you enjoy. It does not have to be traditional it just has to be mindful cardio for 15 minutes minimum a day. And that's the one that takes the most time. Number four, meditate. Watch your breath go in and out for two minutes a day. Now this for me is one that I'm still working on. I'm not as good at pausing to do this. I do it quite a bit unintentionally anytime I feel tension in my shoulders or if I feel a little overwhelmed, like I close my eyes and I take some deep breaths. But I really want to get to the point where I am doing this maybe when I wake up or when I'm going to bed. And I just slow my mind and I really focus on that meditation. And just starting with two minutes is really pivotal. That's what's going to get you in good habits. And the last one, engage in a random 
conscious act of kindness. For example, write a two-minute email thanking someone or compliment someone you admire on social media. And again, some other ideas. You can even be liking other things that people are sharing or posting a comment. I don't love being on any sort of media too much because that can also detract from our happiness. But that could be a text to a friend or anything that you're noticing because you are training your brain and going back to those neuro pathways, you are training your brain to see the good, to change your personality in a sense. If you feel like you're more negative, we know about neuroplasticity now. We know that we can change our brain. So there's no excuse you can have that science would back up saying like, oh, I can't change my mindset because you can. In this handout that I created, I put down these five different happiness hygiene tasks that he recommends doing, and then a chart to be able to track that for 21 days. And in the book, he talks about the science behind the 21-day reason. And at the very bottom, I just have a place for after that 21 days for you to write down the specifics of how you felt after completing each task for 21 days. And if I were you, I would also flip that over and on the back before you start, I would write all of those things like how grateful do I feel right now? How do I feel right now without writing in a journal? How do I feel without meditating? How do I feel without exercising? How do I feel without doing random acts of kindness? So that you can compare the before and after because that's where you start to realize the major gains and that lights a fire in you to keep going with that momentum. I love doing that with my clients and with myself. Again, you can find that on fulfillmenttherapy.org under the tab free, and you can go ahead and download that for yourself as a gift from me. That is all I have for you today. In just a second, I'm going to share another crazy viral video. But first, I want to remind you about Igniting Life that I'm launching August 21st of this year as a wellness reset. This is for you if you need structure, accountability, professional resources, and more towards improving your mental health, wellness, and even your spirituality. You'll be guaranteed to get 10 times what you pay because I take the market value and I divide it by 10 to make sure that I'm over-delivering in everything I do because I know this is so important and I really want to get it out there and I really want to help people become their best selves and create those positive ripples. Now for the viral video. I wish I could just share it and it would just pop up on your phone at the end of this. If anyone knows how to do that, you should email me. But the viral video this time is customers forced into military inspection. This had 13 million views. And I think this one is worth checking out. It made me laugh quite a bit this morning, all the different videos I was watching. I love humor therapy. You probably would have been amused how much I was laughing in my office. Just a quick rundown of it. Basically, these people are standing in a line and probably three or four of them are actors. And this military sergeant comes and he does this inspection and forces them to do different things. And <laughs> some of the non-actors are really confused and they kind of just go with the flow. It's pretty funny. It's worthwhile. Like always, though, even though these are funny and worthwhile in many ways, please support positive channels. If you haven't yet, go give me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts 
or support any other channels out there that are positive and do what you can to create positive ripples in your life and in the lives of others. Thank you again for listening and supporting me, my friends. I appreciate it so much. And last but not least, I'd promised to share a review. And so I'm going to share one really quickly. This is from JPP Mama. It says, I have really enjoyed the way Kendra approached her very real and difficult journey in her own life, giving examples of her own for me to relate to. Having homework will be good for me and help me stay focused. Journaling has never been my thing, but maybe it should be. Going to listen to these podcasts over and over till I get it right. You can feel Kendra's true heartbeat in her words. She loves deeply and cares about others. Having Kendra to learn from on a continued basis is going to be a real joy in my life. So thank you so much, JPP Mama. I really appreciate your review. And I'm going to go ahead and randomly share different ones in the future. So please share a review and I will read it on one of these podcasts. You guys have a terrific week and I hope to hear about your successes and your gains on Instagram or Facebook on Fulfillment Therapy. Good luck and I'll see you back here soon. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.